Hi, my name is Ben Armstrong. Hi, this is David Cox. My name is Thomas Maurer. Hi, I'm Donna Sarkar. Hi, my name is Lana Montgomery. Hi, I'm Seth Juarez. Hi, I'm Aaron Thomas. I'm Jess Dodson. Hi, I'm Rocky Heckman. Hi, I'm Sonia Cup. Hi, I'm Troy Hunt. Hello, this is Wally Mee. My name is Reed Purvis. Hi, I'm Lars Clean. Hi, my name is Alan Birchall. Hi, I'm Adam Fowler. Hi, I'm Scott Guthrie, and you're listening to the Need to Know Podcast. All the latest Microsoft Cloud news, as well as industry guest deep dive conversations. It's a Need to Know Podcast. All thanks to the CIA Ops patron community. The Need to Know Podcast. Catch us on Twitter and Facebook, N2K Podcast, and online at ciaops.podbean.com. Welcome along to the Need to Know Podcast. It's 285, and it's been a long time since we were on air. Um, the first reason for that mainly is around the fact of struggling to get guests to come on and speak about a topic. Uh, who would think that that proved uh, very difficult in a world where everybody seems to be sharing everything? But that has turned out to be the case. So the concept was that I wasn't prepared really to go to the audience, and hopefully there are still people out there who are listening. If not, uh, a job for the rest of this year is to build that back up. But I didn't want to go out to the audience without something that was worthwhile and trying to find a good interviewer or interviewee was proving very difficult. So again, fell on the back burner, fell on the back burner. So uh, again, still not one with this episode, but what I've decided to do is slightly change the format and after some conversations with people who uh, indicated to me they are actually missing the Need to Know podcast, uh, who would have thought that? Uh, that I will look at just doing the news component and then hopefully down the track be able to tack on interviews if and when they appear. Now, with that said, firstly, thank you very much for continuing to listen to this podcast, even after the uh, long sojourn there. But what you can do for me, firstly, is to go and find some guests. So if you do find anybody or know anybody or could suggest somebody to come on the podcast to speak, principally about Microsoft uh, cloud-based technologies. I'd really appreciate that. Reach out to me on my Twitter at DirectorCIA or send me an email director at CIAOps.com or get those people to reach out to me and we can schedule a time. So uh, I found it very difficult, as I've mentioned, to get people to come on and commit to do a recording. So uh, hopefully there are still people out there who do know some contacts or have contacts that uh, can refer them to me so we can get some good content uh, basically coming on. Now, as I said, the concept that I'm going to do here is a shorter uh, episode, but mainly focused on the news of the day, which I hope provides value to people who are out there and still are listening. So with that said, let me run across a number of articles that I think are worthwhile and I'll make sure that these articles are also uh, posted on my blog and in the comments or show notes for this episode. You can go and have a look at the uh, links for that. Now, the first one out of the box is that Microsoft is deprecating basic authentication in Exchange Online. Uh, There is an update here I would commend you to read that is uh, headed September 2022. Uh, Microsoft is looking to start disabling this uh, or deprecating this from October. Now, basic authentication is an authentication in Microsoft 365 that doesn't support two-factor authentication. is largely based around older protocols like IMAP, POP, 
uh, and so on. Now, if you have devices in your environment that depend on these, uh, you may have challenges with this going forward. Uh, again, I encourage you to go and read the blog here, but the big issue around why this is being disabled is the fact that basic authentication uh, will allow attackers to do password spray attacks to basically brute force password attempts to get into your environment. Forcing all authentication to go through modern authentication is much more secure. So uh, without looking through the uh, details, uh, I will uh, suggest that you go and read the blog. But if you do have you know, older devices, uh, older connections, multi-function printers are a good example of this or some sort of third-party connector, uh, you're going to have to pay attention to this and uh, mitigate what this will have for your environment. So again, go and have a look at Basic Authentication Deprecation in Exchange Online, the September 2022 update. And remember that but that will start commencing or rolling out uh, in October. So it is not far away uh, for those who are impacted. Now, the next piece of news here is that uh, Microsoft Stream, which is their uh, video uh, service inside Microsoft 365, now has a beta mobile app for iOS and Android that you can take advantage of. So this is going to allow you to go and you know, view any um, recordings, any uploaded videos in there. You can you know, mark uh, important videos. You can go in and create a watch list uh, and you can move between all the different videos quite easily again on your mobile device. So uh, go in, have a look at this. It's available for iOS and Android. You do need to sign up uh, and go through the various test mechanisms on those app platforms. And again, the link will be in the show notes. You can go and have a look at that. Now, probably not unsurprisingly, Microsoft has decided to drop Kaizala uh, as a messaging service. For those of you who've never, maybe never heard of Kaizala, uh, it's been around for about, I don't know, five or six years, and it was really aimed as a low bandwidth competitor, something like WhatsApp. So it was based or came out of India uh, as a sort of replacement to the other messaging apps that we see. I really liked it because I like the simplicity of it. Uh, the way that it worked, the way we could set up groups, and it was rolled into Microsoft 365, has been there for many years. A few years ago, Microsoft told us that they were looking to uh, bring in the functionality of Kaizala into Teams. We sort of haven't really seen this, and again, uh, Microsoft taking the decision to drop this uh, from 2023 is not unsurprising. It sort of was out there in the wind, hadn't been updated, and you know, in an era where we're trying to, you know, look at uh, saving money, cutting down overheads, reducing staff headcount, uh, it sort of makes sense that Microsoft does uh, focus on other platforms, especially around Teams. So we would expect that, you know, a lot of integrations that we have seen in Kaizala will end up uh, basically in Teams over the long run. But uh, Kaizala as a service will basically uh, not be updated and will disappear or be removed in 2023. So if you are using it, just uh, be aware of the fact that in August next year, 2023, uh, it won't be available to you and you'll have to move your uh, capabilities across to uh, Teams. Now, if you are interested in some security updates and highlights uh, from Microsoft at Black Hat, I have a blog post here for you that you can go through and read that. There are some recordings and examples of uh, Microsoft, what Microsoft has been speaking about uh, at this conference. So it did have a, you know, a number of presentations which are uh, 
there as recordings if you do want to go and visit it. Always good to see that Microsoft being involved with this and not standing out uh, on the outside of the you know, general security community. So I think that's a great thing to see. Down the bottom, you'll also find a number of additional resources. They've done some uh, digital event uh, as well that uh, Microsoft will make available to you. And there's also what they call their Cyber Signals Report, uh, which is again referenced at the bottom of this post that you can go in uh, and have a look at as well. It has some information, particularly around uh, ransomware. So if you want more information from Microsoft around Black Hat, then go and have a look at the link that I'll provide there. Now, Endpoint Manager is Microsoft's method of managing uh, devices, typically Windows 10, uh, iOS and Android. One of the ways that it achieves that is using compliance policy. So a compliance policy will evaluate whether the machine meets a minimum set of requirements. Think, you know, is it jailbroken? Is it got, has it got the latest uh, operating system updates on there? Now, one of the things with these compliance policies has been they've been rather limited in what they could actually check uh, when it comes to compliance. There's a very limited set of what it can determine is compliance. Now, in this new update for Endpoint Manager that Microsoft has just announced, you can go in and create a custom script to evaluate compliance. So if you do want the ability to have more compliance options uh, to be verified, you can go in and create a script uh, that would allow uh, that basically to take place. So you can go in and have a look at that. There is also some script management here for Mac devices to have a look at uh, and a few other uh, items here that have been updated in Endpoint Manager uh, and Intune recently. So I encourage you to go in and have a look at that as well. Now, along with some monthly news on the Endpoint Manager, we've also got a monthly news on Defender. Now, this is quite extensive. Uh, Microsoft is beginning to do this on a regular basis. So uh, there are lots and lots now of Defender products from Microsoft, and this is a really good blog post from the team there on how to keep up to date with all the capabilities. So we have you know, Microsoft Defender for cloud apps. We have updates around Microsoft Defender for Endpoint. Uh, one of the advantages or one of the things about it is this new device health reporting, uh, which is in public preview. So they've redesigned the dashboard. Uh, there's some new features in there, tamper protection and so on. We've got information around Microsoft Defender for Identity, Defender for IoT, and Defender for Office 365. So all the updates there are, you know, I think a really good way to bring all that Defender information uh, together in one location. So go in, have a look across all the information that is uh, shared there. Now, a very handy little blog I'll point you to from Microsoft, again, linked in the show notes, will be this enabling corporate access using browser controls in Windows. Uh, think of this as a way to control access to BYOD devices that aren't necessarily uh, Azure AD joined and registered and all that. So it steps you through how to use the access control for unmanaged devices in Microsoft 365 and go in and edit the conditional policy, conditional access policies that creates to run a bit of PowerShell and control access to your resources uh, and effectively force them to be uh, web only. So a little bit of, I suppose, technical work to be done there, but a very, very handy way to control information. Now, 
Of course, uh, remember that to do any editing of your conditional access policies, you're going to need typically Azure AD P1 or P2 to achieve that. So if you do want this, we're talking about you know things like Microsoft 365 Business Premium or better, uh, go in and have a look at this. But a very handy uh, item to put in your notes, your knowledge base around uh, controlling access uh, through a browser or just through a browser to your corporate uh, information. Now, another interesting item that Microsoft has released is this uh, verified ID. Now, I will also note that Microsoft has renamed a lot of its identity protection technologies. Think things like uh, Azure AD as under a banner called Microsoft Entra. Um, the idea, again, bringing these under a single uh, known brand like uh, Purview and um, Defender and so on. So Microsoft's identity protection uh, brand name is now known as Entra. Now they've got this thing called Verified ID. Now you can go in and basically configure this uh, inside your Azure AD. And the idea behind it is you use your Azure AD typically as the source of truth when it comes to a user's identity you would create uh, an, a credential for that user which is verified by Azure AD. That identity can then be accessed by the user using their Microsoft uh, mobile authenticator app typically. And they can use this with other partners. So for example, think of a situation where you have a user in your environment, you set up the credential that is verified using Azure AD, and then they can use it to sign up for courses, to receive certifications for those courses tied to that identities. So the idea here is that rather than having to use you know physical forms of identity, we're moving to an environment where um, you know, credentials, identification, um, those sort of things are digital. Uh, and this is sort of the first step uh, along that path here. So you'll be able to have a device or an app and that will have, you know, your identity like a driver's license plus say all the verified courses that you have um, completed as well. And you can, you know, uh, provide those to certain organizations. And then as a user, you can revoke those as well down the track. So let's say that you start a course uh, you can provide your digital identity to that course while you're completing that course. And at the moment that you finish that course or you're not uh, working with that organization in, anymore, you can revoke that as well. So it gives the user uh, control of that. So I see this as being a big area uh, down the track um, and still very early days. Uh, you can go in and set it up in your environment. You need to, um, well, the thing that I did was you need to go and uh, basically create uh, an item in a website so the idea is you own a domain and in there you put a certain identification file and then when the system does identity or verification it will go and look at that and verify that you do own the domain and the file is there there are various ways of setting this up uh, and doing identity and one of them is to link to uh, this concept of an open standards based um, decentralized identity system in essence a blockchain uh, to provide that so i think this is a really good usage of it but early days yet but if you want to go in and have a play with this uh, i see this as something that is going to grow uh, it's going to overcome potentially the need uh, you know for identity management around things like mfa and passwords down the track uh, it's good to see microsoft getting into this early and if you want to have uh, a bit of an idea of what it's all about it's a little bit technical to set up initially but go and have a look at this um, verified 
ID, which is now generally available in Azure AD. Now, another thing that Microsoft has announced in the security area is these new solutions for threat intelligence and attack surface management. Again, the link will be in the show notes. The two things here are this uh, improved uh, Microsoft Defender threat intelligence. Uh, that is largely going to be integrated into things like Sentinel uh, and Defender. But this other one here is called Microsoft Defender External Attack Surface Management, right? So EASM. This is an Azure service and think of it like an external automated pen testing capability. So what you do is you go and uh, configure this in Azure. You give it a log analytics workspace to work with to store data. And then what you give it is what I would call a number of assets or indicators. So you put in, for example, your email address, your IP address, uh, webs, you know, website, other domains, those sort of things. And then it will run a, a number of tests across these on a regular basis and report back to you things like vulnerabilities. Um, you know. So what I've put in mind, for example, is an email address, the IP addresses I use to connect my home offices out to the internet, uh, domains, and so on. And then after 48 hours or so, it comes back with reports. It lets you know, for example, if there are any vulnerabilities known with those connections, um, out-of-date certificates. Um, it's really handy as to what it pulls back. Now it's still early days for this and I liken this to the early days of Sentinel, um, which is again uh, one of the major tools that I use every day and recommend that you do the same. So think of uh, Defender EASM as the external version of Sentinel. Sentinel is looking at data from signals inside your environment from Microsoft 365 and so on, whereas EASM is looking at it as though it was an attacker, so looking at it from the outside, and there's some very interesting information that it does pull back. Now, the cost of Defender EASM, you get a 30-day trial, so kick it off, have a play with it. You, it costs you roughly about, you know, I think, a, you know, I think it's one cent per asset per day for the evaluation, and uh, generally you don't have a huge amount of assets, so um, you know, I think I've got 40 or 50 assets in total that it's now uh, evaluating. Multiply that, you know, so it's 40, let's say it's 40 cents or let's say it's 60 cents a day or even a dollar a day multiplied across a month, $30. For that external vulnerability testing, I think it's well worth it. So again, go in, have a look at Microsoft Defender EASM. The link will be in the show notes for you to have a look at, but you'll also find that in Azure. Set it up and you'll get a 30-day uh, free uh, evaluation uh, for that as well and look at these additional services that uh, Microsoft has added to its security stack. Now another thing that Microsoft has announced uh, recently is that Microsoft Ignite is back on. So this is its IT Pro conference. It will run between October 12 and 14, so not far away now. And interestingly, it's made it a bit of a hybrid um, environment. So it's running a face-to-face -face event uh, tied to this uh, in a number of locations. Uh, typically, the, the home base will be Seattle. Uh, I think it's limited to about 3,500 uh, attendees, but there'll also be events, I believe, in London, uh, China, and a few other places. Not in Australia, unfortunately, um, but the sessions will be available via streamed and recorded. So 
uh, go in and sign up for that so that you can take advantage of that. And the Ignite conference is Microsoft IT Pro Focus concert, um, uh, conference. And we expect to see lots of announcements uh, from all the products during this time. So again, we're only about a month or so uh, away from that. I'd go and sign up. Uh, any details, any new information that comes across, I'll make sure that I get it out there in my blog or hopefully on this podcast going forward um, if you are interested in receiving that. So that's basically all the information that I've got for you from the Microsoft space uh, at the moment. Now, a few things uh, from me personally is that I do now have a shared teams channel so if you do wish to join my shared teams channel you'll find a link uh, on how to do that you'll need to make some changes to your azure ad to allow this concept of uh, shared teams channels will take you through doing that the idea with the uh, shared teams channel is that i'll be sharing information about microsoft 365 a bit like a forum uh, those sort of concepts or a group in Facebook, for example. So really love you to join it. No restrictions on that generally. Just come in, uh, can look at that blog post, configure your Azure AD environment, and then uh, shoot me an email to let me know you're good to go. And I'll generally just add you to that channel and you can take uh, advantage of that information that I am sharing publicly. The reason for me doing this is firstly to understand how shared channels works and to stress test this and hopefully garner a bit of a community around people who are interested in uh, getting up-to-date information about Microsoft uh, 365. The other thing to note is that every month I do a need-to-know webinar. This is a free webinar that you can attend to uh, find out information about Microsoft 365 services and topics as well as ask any questions around uh, challenges or issues you may have uh, with the Microsoft Cloud. The next one I'll be running uh, in on the 22nd of September Sydney time from uh, around 11, 11 a.m. Again, there'll be a blog post that you can go and refer to and also register for that if you want to be part of a join. The sessions are recorded and made available for a subscription uh, afterwards. Now, as always, if you want to get more information day-to-day and be part of the community that I'm building around the Microsoft 365 and the Microsoft Cloud environment in general, I'd encourage you to look at www.ciaopspatron.com. There are different levels of subscription that you can uh, take advantage of there if you want to join in that and get access to, you know, a private community as well as the knowledge base that I have in OneNote along with you know, lots and lots of uh, scripts that I've created to make management and reporting inside Microsoft 365 and Azure much, much easier. So please, by all means, uh, have a look at that. And the contributors there, the patrons there, do uh, help fund you know these sort of uh, free services that I do provide. So again, the more support I can get, the more content that I can put out for people. So appreciate those that have signed up and do support me regularly through that program and encourage everybody else to go in and consider that uh, as well. 
So the last thing that I'll mention before I sign off from this return episode of the Need to Know podcast is the fact that I'll be uh, travelling to Melbourne in the last week of September. So if anybody's interested in catching up, meeting up uh, for a a drink or whatever, a coffee, uh, please, by all means, reach out to me. And you can do that via a number of different means. You can reach out to me on Twitter at DirectorCIA. You can also send me an email at director at CIAops.com. All my information will be posted, again, on the blog. So that's at blog.ciaops.com. And that will be hopefully updated regularly. I'd love to hear what you think about, you know, what you'd like to see with this podcast, any guests that you've got. um, Because it does take time and effort to create this, build this, and produce this, get it out. And I'd love to know that it is providing benefit to people. Uh, generally, the only time you hear from people is when you stop doing it. So again, if it is worthwhile and you want to see something maybe specific or particular topics, uh, by all means, please do that. Maybe one of the things that I do is look at doing a deep dive on a particular technology uh, for the session when we don't have someone to interview. But hopefully this is the beginning of getting back on the wagon and doing regular Uh, need to know podcast so for the audience that's out there that's still listening at the moment thank you very much for your support Uh, and again fingers crossed we can keep this going forward and as always i'd love to hear from you but thanks very much for taking the time to listen to this episode of the need to know podcast you have been listening to the need to know podcast from cia ops for training on using technologies like sharepoint online or microsoft 365 visit www.ciaopsacademy.com by purchasing from the selections available you'll be directly supporting this podcast to provide feedback on this episode visit www.ciaops.com contact